0: You're listening to SM Media The number one place for exclusive Scottish football content Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. Delighted
1: to have an all-star panel this week, we're delighted to be joined by Ryan McStay. Ryan, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. you Scott, it's been a while, it's good to get go back and also talk about the, the weekend's fixtures looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it's been a, a busy weekend, but one game has probably highlighted the whole... The whole 42 teams that have kicked off over the week And we're delighted to be joined by Charlie Richmond Charlie, welcome to
2: the show, it's a pleasure as always Thanks very much, Scott Yeah, good to be on Good to be on a weekend when we're not going to be talking about referees As we were the last time Yeah, um, And the uh, common sense tells us That uh, nobody's talking about Nick Walsh In the papers this morning So that's a, a great attribute to him
0: Yeah, absolutely We're recording this on the, on the Sunday night as we always do there's only one place to start it, as of course at Parkhead on Saturday, Celtic four Rangers now. Leila Bader with a double, Jota and David Turnbull rounding it off in full time. Ryan, my assessment of the game is Celtic outclass Rangers. Celtic were just so much better, so much more intense, so much more of a threat. For how good Rangers, how bad Rangers were, Celtic were excellent. Is that fair to say? Is that? I just think it was so much. Celtic just on top of Rangers and just Rangers so
1: poor? I, I definitely agree with you. The last couple of times we've played them at Parkhead, basically Celtic are in their faces for the uh, the first whistle. They don't let Rangers play. That's the way Andrew's set up since he's come out of the club. Uh, I just felt, obviously going back to my notes here, just Celtic wanted it more. See 50-50s, throw-ins, uh, buy kicks. Every time Joe Hackett gets the ball, he's done it. He just gets the ball down. Whether it's not on each or three or four no, nil, he gets the ball and just wants to play. And Rangers eh, looked as if he didn't want to get involved with it. I thought if Celtic got uh, the first goal, it was just carrying momentum on. That's what happened. But the first goal, obviously, eh, there was maybe a wee bit of controversy at the start. People were saying, oh, it's a Rangers throw in, but it was clear it came off a Rangers player. Eh, he's played the quick throw in, a eh, good ball in the box, and a bad I does what a, a bad I does. He's does. Eh, what I find he's been for Celtic, 20 years of age, I think he's scored he's 61. Appearances, 20 odd goals, 12 assists. He goes under the radar, shot gets all the plaudits, but for me he's been absolutely outstanding. So that set the tone for Celtic and they just carried it on for, for then on and rangers didn't get to grips one bit yet. Charlie Celtic of
0: the difference between that the February game and this game. Now there's not a lot of differences because it was it went the same way, but Poster style's been more refined. They're more comfortable playing out the back. They've just got this intensity. As Ryan touched on a great point there that I was going to get your thoughts on. Rangers are moaning about the first and second goals, about the, the decision for the offside and the, the throw-in. Celtic get got the ball in the net in five seconds. That's the difference between the two sides. Celtic are intense. Celtic just, we never stop. That is what his, his mantra is, and it's bang on. Yep. Celtic, just left, Celtic just
2: went for the jugular, and Rangers yep, and this- just opened up. Seems to be a common. It seems if you look at Celtic, and it doesn't matter. Obviously, we're going to talk, they're talking about the Rangers game. But it doesn't matter who they play. Celtic for the first minute, go, yeah. go all the time, and it's as if the motto is to score two and three, and then just sit back, recover, and then go again, mm-hmm. and then half time. Then at half time, come out, go again, sit back. And in the last 15 minutes, go again. And that seems to be Ange's philosophy in playing football. But when they go, they do go. They, remember when you, you played under 13 football? Play to the whistle. Play to the whistle and for that. And if it doesn't go and you don't get it, you get back in. Celtic just kept going relentless all over the park. And they don't spend a lot of time knocking it about right back into right centre-back, left-centre-back, out. They don't spend a lot of time in that. And I think that's when um, Brendan Rodgers was in. They were spending a lot of time going up side-to-side-to-side. They don't do that now. It's just quick. Two, three passes, and they're into the final third. Then they may spend a bit of time going side-to-side. But when they see the opportunity, they go and they take it. And there's third men running, There's even fourth men running off the ball with Celtic as well. And when they come at you, everybody has to be on their toes. And Rangers, for the first minute, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, didn't even know what had hit them. They were just static. The old cliche men against boys.
0: But Charlie, that's that's the point I want to make. We knew that's how Celtic would set up. So Rangers must have... Rangers, Giovanni van Bronckhorst went there in February and set up the same way. I, I saw the midfield, the midfield three Rangers had set up, and I think, like the only way you, that midfield three works is if you contain Celtic in the first half. If Celtic score early, that plan's gone. You cannot retaliate from that because it's a case of, right, you're 1-0 down, right, Celtic have got their early goal. You either go for them, try and get a goal before half time, run the risk of being opened up. Rangers didn't either. Rangers did not. Rangers, yeah. you're saying about playing to the whistle. Rangers would have took the full time whistle then because they just don't don't have an answer. And it's not a this isn't a new thing with this Rangers team.
2: And yeah, is it, it back to we don't have a plan B? Is it Wait. back to we don't have that plan B? They don't when they go behind, they don't know how to do it. But you go is to put too much emphasis on players. Can you know what I mean? Again, the talking point, Ryan Kent never rose to the occasion. Then for that yeah, and and bl- blaming other people and instead. And, and Saying to yourself, everybody needs to have a look at their cell.
1: I felt at times in the first half, Barisic played five or six great balls into the box, and not one Rangers player can themselves to go on the end it.
0: Yeah, Barisic is Barisic's only threat going forward, but yeah, at, the back, like, yeah. at the back, like at the back, a badder. But that's another thing as well. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to lead on to this recruitment point, and I don't want to say too much about it because obviously we've got the piece going out on Monday. I want to keep it for that. But Rangers, this Rangers team. Celtic have rejigged the whole team in the space of twelve months. That's a completely new team, apart from the exception of Callum McGregor. That's ten new, nine new players. Craig Taylor was there as well, but Greg Taylor stepped up a gear. Rangers are Rangers have got the same team for the past four years, mostly. And this isn't a yeah they've won a title, they've got to a Europa League final, but they're they're not. It's not a case of that they've been so dominant we have to keep them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like it's, that yesterday was was predictable. Uh, and this is the point I'm making about recruitment. You brought on, you brought in six new, seven new players. Not one of them finishes the game yesterday. So, what does that, what does that say to Rangers fan Like you've, you're, you're getting all that, you're bringing in all this money. Giovanni van have is what work wonders in bringing in money for the, from European run? You need to do it in the league. The league is your bread and butter. European runs are fine, but if you're not winning that league. Giovanni van Bronckhorst, the man that brought Giovanni van Bronckhorst to Highbrooke's learned that lesson Dick advocate was really successful in Europe mm-hmm. didn't win the league, couldn't beat Celtic
2: Charlie, was he there? Was he there much longer? No, he wasn't, no And that's the thing You kind of, and, But he spent a lot of money he spent a lot of money at the time uh, uh, to, to try and get that European thing that was probably never going to happen
1: Yeah.
2: and also as well, one of the things that, that I don't know having no played football but being in big stadiums a lot of Rangers players I think younger guys coming in to, froze I think the environment and the, and the atmosphere they froze they, they, I don't think Tilsman kicked a ball Ken, with regards to that setup and in there Kolak yeah he, he, he could maybe have done better with a couple of chances you're right Barisets was the only one Tavenia not so much posted missing, but done. Not a great lot ghosting. Everybody was calling for his head after the game, and really highlighting the level of football that he should be back playing with. With regards to there, so um, is it a time? Is it a time now? Is what you're trying to say, Scott? Is is it a time now that we look at the maturer players and say to yourself, right, let's move them out and start to bring in the quality of player that you, you really need to to win the league with. And I really and, don't and sometimes I, that's I, not a flair player. player. Yeah. Sometimes that's a player that's just sleeves up, sleeves up, and let's get into this. Charlie, how many years many years have we watched Rangers Celtic games,
0: 25, 30 years? Well you's you probably more than me. I'm not been disrespectful, <laughs> but my point is simple. Any Celtic Rangers game I've seen at Parkhead, Celtic have been in the front foot, Celtic have been, Rangers have been the ones really kind of, holding the man, trying to obviously yeah. win it in the break. Mm-hmm. Walter, Smith, Walter Smith was a genius at it. Yeah. That isn't new. What's new to me is this Rangers team just don't have the, the, the hunger. Rangers went 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 down. And in the second half, do you think Walter Smith wouldn't have been in there? I don't know if Giovanni van Bronckhorst characteristics as a manager, I don't know if he's got that Walter Smith kind of real anger that you'd probably see at half-time if it was a 3-0 loss, 3-0 half-time loss, Walter Smith would have been in there, you know as well as I do Charlie, Walter Smith would have been in there full guns blazing, yep. right Rangers would have responded to that that Rangers team had no energy in the second half, it wasn't a case of right, let's try and get back into this When the game was done but mm-hmm. Anel, you you never know, 50 minutes Rangers score do you know what I mean? It gives gives them a laugh. that might not a result. I wouldn't have resulted in anything because Celtic would have just bumped yeah. up the pressure. But Rangers didn't believe that they could score, and that leads on to the next point. Celtic, of obviously the the big difference, obviously between Celtic and Rangers right now is Celtic are more consistent in the league. Celtic have built. I think I'm just reading here. Celtic are unbeaten in 38 Premiership games. It's five yeah, points. It's five points. If Celtic, and I don't think this will happen, I think Celtic will just go from strength to strength, if Celtic go on a, a blip, can Rangers be trusted to bring it back? Can Rangers bring back that five-point run? Rangers drop points. Rangers... Look at the next game. Our next game's up at Pataudry, you know? I mean, That's yeah. a hard game. Do you, fancy, do you fancy Rangers more to go and, go to Holland and get a result against Ajax or go to Aberdeen and get a result at Pataudry? Truthfully.
1: It's a tough one Aye, i think i
0: because i think there's a mentality issue i think it's a mentality issue i think there's a a fear of going to these real tough atmospheres where you're the whole the crowd is on your back giving you 90 minutes non-stop you don't get that abroad that's why i think it's not as bad i don't think there's an issue abroad like in european runs i think right
2: uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. yeah i think it's like expecting I'll run, I expect going to these places where it's 90 minutes of non-stop, crowd in your backs, this real eagerness to win. Rangers don't have it. Rangers do not have it. And that gets
1: back to obviously when we had COVID, when Rangers wanted to win the league, there was no fans in the stadium, so they were relaxed. I think having come out and say something on the programme one, one day, they, they felt relaxed playing uh, in, mm-hmm. in empty stadium. That's shocking for uh, your club captain to come out and say that but obviously Rangers want to win the league and the pressure's off, and I do agree with what you're saying, but go back to Celtic, to, to, as I've said, they were just relentless. Every player, Greg Taylor's kicked on massively for me, left yeah. back, obviously went out and signed the wee boy for Argentina, uh, but yeah. he's not because Greg Taylor just took his game to another level, up and down, and he creates... And that's uh, what you want, though, no, isn't it? That's
0: what you want. If you're bringing yeah. in a player for three million and you've got a player there, you want that player to just... That could oh, be a that's short
1: term. Yeah. I was winding the ones that saying maybe we need a new left back, mm-hmm. but now he's he's number one at left back, so maybe Argentinian boys is going to need to, work to get in front of him. Because when you look through, Keogh will come off after a minute, and obviously because Celtic fans are hot, oh no, that's going to happen here. But then big Jack and Marcus comes on, it's just like for like. Yeah, yeah. I thought
2: Carter Vickers really stepped up yesterday. Yeah, I, I thought he really stepped up. Do you know who yeah. was uh,
0: Do you know who was brilliant, Matt O'Reilly? Uh, he was, he's just no That's what that's what rangers don't have rangers don't have that player who can just find a pass that mm-hmm. see for the second goal o'reilly's got the o'reilly knows he's going to have plenty of space he knows where to be he knows where draw yeah. is going to be that's that's good management that's good team cohesion that's that's brilliant
1: well. for Self as well so what a fine team you all for the uh, league one in england so
2: but if you're trained like that, remember the old cliche, you train the weight, you train the weight to what you play. Yeah. And they must train at a high, high intense uh, Postacogo's training sessions, in my opinion, cannot be long in the time. Can they can be like an hour and a half or whatever? But what they must be is high tempo, relentless training sessions and then a break, and then go again uh, and then a break. And then that's call it a day. Because every player knows the trigger points. The trigger points happen and things go. And every player knows that. Right back to Joe Hart and and goals. Get the ball done and move and away we go with regards to that. The point as well with we yourself, Scott, uh, Van Bronckast, he turns into to the bench and what's his first substitution? His first substitution, he, he brings on... Uh, the boy, right? Oh, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, what what can he do? Yeah, but
0: that's the thing. If if he's got that thing in his head, when brought across that Glenn Glen Is a number ten. Uh-huh. Now I don't. I'm not a. Yeah. I'm not an expert in tactics. I know Kamara Is a really good midfielder, neat and tidy player. He's not a number ten. He's not that attacking set. You did in the game. He's like not that.
2: creative enough. No. no, that's right
0: But that's that's the thing with us Rangers team. That's the difference. Celtic's first thought is in the kind of midfield, get the ball forward. Rangers are more concerned about getting the ball back, keeping possession, being neat and tidy. That's what needs to change. That's the difference. Celtic are just so much better at finding space, finding wee passes. Celtic can kind of play, see for the, I think it's the first goal. I think it's the one the bad are yet. Celtic can kind of play in triangles. I think it's, I think obviously it goes out for a throw in off Kent, but I think you get Jota. A Riley and I think it's Taylor I think the three of them they're just, yeah. they, the three of them are just so yeah. they know Fine. each other's position, it's just right one touch and get the ball through Abad has got the ability to to peel off Barisic as he did all day again and find finding it and it's that thing, it's just that quickness of knowing, that's that's good that's good team cohesion Celtic have just got Celtic have just got that in spades and as Ryan mm-hmm. you point out about the squad depth I mean Celtic are three now up and bring on Turnbull, Moy, uh, Maeda. Do you know what I mean? And it's that Celtic, it's been so much they, that's this has all been done in a year.
1: Celtic it's has been it, it's not C but we spoke about it earlier. Just the way Celtic plays relentless, draw Hart gets a ball, throwing, goes out, you get it, you do it early, and then everybody knocks a planning. And then come that I was a wee back later yesterday because of the injuries before it, but that 60-minute mark, there's three three or four subs on just to start all over again. And again, it's just relentless again for the next half an hour. They're just
2: they're not so. But these substitutions, Ryan's are, are, are just like-for-like like players like for like, who yeah. do the same job. It's a like-for-like like player that knows the trigger points, when to go and what to do and who they're marking it, set pieces against and set pieces for, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's well drilled.
1: They're so well drilled. They're, yeah. they're, they're actually good to watch they very I good think to watch I think the last time I was on Scott I sat and had a rant about Celtic Neil Lennon I think Rangers are starting to get to that point now the where they need to start for me speak to uh, pals I mean our Rangers fans I would get rid of Kent and Morelos a year ago and we invested it back into the squad because Kent is just your typical one. plays one good game in five and, and then people are saying he's going to for a move to Leeds and then like that but see in my opinion Jotas is miles ahead of him, even a badder is it's
0: yeah, it's just that consistency, like you, nice. you know, you know what you're getting. Kent just switches hot and cold, and I get like forward players do that, I understand that, but it just looked as if he was just he, for he, me. For
1: a, for a winger, he's supposed to be the best player for Rangers in Scotland, should be dominating most weeks, especially at Ibrox. But it just fluttered out of games for me. And for me, if I was getting the 10 million quota, I would have I took it. Same with Morelos as well, obviously, well documented issues. The last three or four months, and it's kind of cost Rangers because they've only got really one recognised striker. He's come in, eh, the big boy, and basically at the start, a bit of dogs at most, but he's, he's buying the goals in, you know what I mean? So you can't afford the big man. But again, if you take him out, you're putting a, basically an unfit was back into the team. So there's a lot of issues, and if I was a Rangers fan, I would have been unhappy on Thursday when they win the shirt, Especially all the money coming in eh, through Bassi and a few other players, eh, the Champions League money. Obviously the Champions League ticket money, 150 pounds, uh, took off fans. Uh, so that's always got to take into account. Even a couple of loan players, just try and beef the sport up, probably back to certain positions, but to bring nobody in, it's it was criminal. And it's no it's it's no just that, like it's
0: it's the reason like there's they're not in. He's come out and said he's happy with the squad. And Charlie, I'm you know me, I like kind of I'm a fan of I watch every league I can watch, I, there's, there's gems in the transfer market you can pick up for low, low prices. Celtic have done it, Matt O'Reilly was only 1.6 million, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Celtic have Celtic have done it. Why as, you, as Ryan's just pointed out, and I've been quite quiet about the board in the recent years because of obviously I know the the situation they've had to deal with when they went and I know obviously what's happened with what they've inherited and what they've had to rebuild and all that and you can't tell me that there wasn't. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wasn't getting phone calls constantly on Thursday from agents offering players, and he wasn't thinking, I fancy him. He would improve my squad. That, to me, I'm not buying this, that he's happy with the squad. I really am not. And the reason I'm not buying it is because he's playing Malik Tillman as a right winger on Saturday. Malik Tillman is not. I don't think he will ever have played right wing in his life. Mm-hmm. Like that, was that showed. Yeah. And it was That evident. showed. Glenn Kamara is a number ten. He's got this in his head that he's a number ten. He's nowhere near a number ten.
2: No.
0: I'm a huge, huge admirer of Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor. Uh, two Rangers legends, in my opinion. But why was Alan you McGregor need two
2: sitting midfielders? Do you need, do you need Davis two. and
0: Lindstrom? And it's not just that you're asking th- a 38 year old Stephen Davis, and no disrespect to him in his age and things like that, but you're asking him to go to sit with three players who are just constantly at him going forward he doesn't have the legs to do that and mm-hmm. we, and that's apparent Alan McGregor, the people are saying now it'll cause McLaughlin to a bad game, McLaughlin did have a really bad game, I'm not disagreeing with that but Alan McGregor's going off in the Scottish Cup final to a pause. that to me is a farewell Why? Yeah. What, what now has been decided Alan McGregor should, should be staying and John McLaughlin's number one, why are the Rangers both kicking a problem into the long grass yes you might Sign a goalkeeper. Spend two million on a goalkeeper. It might not work. We saw that with Celtic and Barca. But do it. Do something. Get a. If John McLaughlin was a Rangers number one, and the real point to me with John McLaughlin is, I've watched Rangers a lot this season. John McLaughlin is not comfortable with the ball at his feet, and that is the way Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wants to play. Because it's only been really apparent this season. Why is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst not been allowed to identify a goalkeeper that he knows? He must have contacts in the Dutch market. He must have contacts mm-hmm. everywhere where he's been in football. Why is Giovanni Van Bronkos not been allowed to identify a goalkeeper as opposed to getting John McLaughlin, who's probably never played that way in his life, to change his game to do that? That is
2: my issue with recruitment you now. Recruit recruitment is is, is is quite not quite difficult, but you see what the manager probably wants and what uh, probably all clubs, what the manager wants and what the board wants to spend. It's probably miles apart and for there. And both sides of the old firm have had that in the last couple of years uh, or maybe longer back. Um, And you always get, when when one side of the old firm are doing well, there's a problem at the other side of the old firm. And that can swing his way backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. So when your team's not playing that well you start to pick up on the wee cracks and the wee cracks then become bigger and bigger and bigger. You're you're right, Scott, I think Giovanni Bronckhurst is a European manager and a European style of play and he will have contacts and I would like to think that the scouting team are out there identifying players on the next window, the the January window is no ideal but you're lining them up for for next year and and that's how I think the board will be sitting there and trying to recover a wee bit of money to to steady the the, the ship with the loans etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Because if you take it back to, to a few years with Celtic and 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 the Rangers were loaded in the leaves. Why are they no spending big money? Why are they mm-hmm. no spending big money to try and compete in the Champions League that when they were going in? And they were saying, well, realistically, to compete in the Champions League, we would probably, a centre-half for Celtic at that time was was what they were calling out for. They're not going to spend 15 to 20 million in a centre-half to compete with that side of things. What do Rangers need to spend? I think Rangers could probably solve the problems or solve the issues with maybe 10 to 15 million. And that would maybe maybe get you the players to try and, and take that. And sometimes playing players out of position going into an old firm game is the wrong thing to do because when it doesn't know work, players start to hide. And, it, and the body language at, at halftime, when you watch the halftime whistle, the body language of the Rangers players was all slow and there was nobody sprinting off. There was nobody sprinting. Craig Brown said that to me once. He says, every time the halftime whistle, get the players running off the park. Doesn't matter the score. Doesn't matter. Get them running after the park, and it creates a wee bit not to appease the fans, but can he steady them a wee bit for that side? So maybe what Giovanni Brandt-Bunkhurst wants, he, he, the board will say, "Well, we can't give you all this. We can give you this because they'll need to they'll need to look at the finances behind the the the, the situation. But they'll no want to go down the the, the Swanee again or whatever you want to cry it." And, and Celtic were probably in that situation as well. When, why are we not putting more money into the squad, et cetera, et cetera? Because Brendan Rodgers wanted to sign a lot of players. Um, and he was disappointed sometimes with the transfer activities at the club at the time. Um, but sometimes when you're on your knees, and I think that's what's what showed with Ange Postacoglu, when you're on your knees, right, if I'm coming as the manager, you need to trust me. You need to trust me. And he's went to a market that he knows well. And, and he's brought these players in. And he's obviously got somebody working away that you're right. You've identified O'Reilly, et cetera, et cetera. And, and Celtic's jigsaw is coming together well. And the small points are, are the issues that Rangers are now getting identified, blown up when there, there is problems there, but they're maybe not as big as what. You think, but
0: that's an interesting point that you brought up there about the you kind know, of player training trading model. Obviously, Celtic have spent the guts of 40 million since Coglu came in. But Celtic's thinking will be if we spend 40 million and we improve these players, we'll be doubling more money. Sell a much will Celtic make for Jota? Much will Celtic make for Kyogo or
2: Riley? But Jota's been the
0: biggest signing, hasn't he, Scott? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but
2: and there was a lot about. James Jota, what was it eight million or so something? I like think It was like six and a half. But six and a half that's, that's the an,
0: thats an investment. That's, uh, something, uh, yes. if you, that's something. If you if you improve a player like that, he's going to double your money. He's you. You could easily. Rangers have done it. With, Rangers are behind in that trade trade model. They're only this year beginning to pick that up with like parts and Patterson. Celtic have been uh, brilliant for that over the years, but Celtic are investing in they they obviously know they put a lot of trust into Posta Coglu and so far it's really, really yeah. paying off. But they know yeah. if they invest money, if they back their manager, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is not going in there. As, not in my opinion anyway. Giovanni van Bronckhorst wasn't going in there in November going, I really want to keep Connor Golden for four years. I really want to get another season out of Alan McGregor. Yeah, New manager needs to bring in his own players.
2: Can he stick with Steven
0: Gerrard's players?
2: Who, and you possibly don't want continual loan deals Yeah. Uh, Jota's an idea Jotter's textbook You bring him in and loan You see what he's like Does he like the Scottish game Does he like the Scottish environment Of living in The boys relished And now you've went out And and burst your gut to get him And we we, we spoke about Taylor Taylor has come on leaps and bounds Taylor's comes on leaps and bounds Because he's got a 6.5 million player In front of him Helping him and bringing him on Okay. And looking as as good with regards to that setup, and then Abada, he's coming on leaps <laughs> and bounds because he's getting into the position, and the boys are coming in. Mm-hmm. See if I'm a striker and I get into positions, the positions, boys are coming in, I'm taking them, and 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 I'm looking good, and I'm scoring goals. One thing I will say is what you're talking about, Scott, is I think it will put the emphasis on the old fun games at Ibrox. Because I, I think without, without the crystal ball, you're almost going to say, so the next one will be uh, January time, Run about that, yeah. so that'll be Irish. The next one will be, uh, after that, will be March time. So that March time, February, March time, without sounding, that game will probably take the same pattern, if that's the right thing to say. So now for there, because you can't see at this present moment in time, and confidence is everything. You can't mm-hmm. see Celtic dropping points. And uh, uh, even away from home and uh, uh, up at Dingwall or, 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 or up at Aberdeen, or, well, that's a difficult place to go. Going to time Castle and going to Easter Road and stuff like that, you can't see them at this particular moment in time. And they're both in the Champions League, and they're both playing. So there's no differences between the teams there as well. You know, they're in Europe, they're playing in first, etc. A lot more games on a Saturday afternoon as well, and which maybe take it for that. So I think I'll put emphasis more on the old fun games at Ibrox, and I think the top two will move further away from third, fourth. I think. There'll be a gap between the top two and there'll be a massive gap between everybody else, I think. I think it's just the fact
0: as well. I I don't see... I know we've got this anomaly the World Cup where you don't know how teams will come back from it and all that, but it's not just the fact I don't see Celtic dropping points. I don't think Rangers can go on a run if Celtic drop points. I think Rangers just... That was a big difference last season. Celtic were just far more consistent. Celtic had their bad wee start and then just went, as you say, relentless. I, don't think they, I think they only dropped two points in like 23 games or something. That shows that just this remarkable run that Celtic can go on. Rangers can't be trusted to do that. And that's the big difference. But we did have five other games. I know we get this, this game dominates every week and so on, but we did have five other games to talk about. Hibs won, come now. Hibbs were no. without Lee Johnson, their manager, but still managed to get the three points. Ryan, Hibs obviously took the lead after 12 minutes with Joe Newell after Ash Taylor's red card. Reports of the game to me suggest that Habs what Habs were under the cost slightly for, for most of the game and kind of probably were really happy to hold on for a one 0 one.
1: I listened to uh, Dale McKinnon's interview after the game, he says that the better team lost and the highlights I uh, seen maybe that was maybe just a fight. Obviously, the goal so a sender off Ash Taylor on uh, Boyle. Yeah. Then obviously for the resulting free kick, it uh, comes off the ball, uh, Kelly haven't reacted it's a uh, it's obviously a rebound shot and obviously they fell on for the one after that. But I've seen a few Hibs games, they, they huff and puff and they don't really, you're expecting Lee Johnson to come in and put his own stamp in the, the team. But you've seen that for the last maybe two or three managers that's come in. I don't know about the, about the, the emphasis they want there. So I don't know, if, look, you're expecting Hibs there. They're a big club, you know what I mean? They're well supported, they've probably got a big budget and they just seem to don't, they don't want to kick on that, uh, that big. So seeing the highlights yesterday, I was maybe going to agree with Dale, saying he was a wee bit unlucky, maybe not to take a, a point at least anyway. Charlie Kilmarnock
0: had twenty-four shots in the eighty minutes. There we were with ten men and eight were on target. I mean, that's really, really unlucky for Hab's perspective that they wasted a lot of opportunities. But Komarnicki were very, very valiant and probably I and by the by the sounds of it, and by the looks of it, in the highlights. Probably would be gutted, not
2: to get a point. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the story coming out of Easter Road with regards to that. As you say, there's no great lot of possession between them 57 with Hibbs and 43 with Kilmarnock. Hibbs, uh, the bringing back of Mr. Um Boyle um, seems to be lifted them a wee bit. Um, but to go early, uh, to go one up early against 10 men. You would expect Hibs to go on and maybe win the game two or three, but credit to Kilmama to, to set up and then have a go and try. And you, you might as well get beat 4 nothing or try and draw the game 1-1 one, one, or try and even win it 2-1. So I think that's what McInnes has done, that he's set up to try and get something, i.e. if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat, but you look at it from that point. And it probably highlights, it probably highlights that... Um, Commander don't have a real out and out goal scorer. That's maybe what that highlights for them. I'm taking it for that. Ah, it's a red card. Yeah, yeah. Red card. He, he panics, panics a wee bit, and as if oh, I'm caught here, and then won't f- takes something um, outside the penalty area, denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Ryan, right, you going to
1: come on? No, oh, just obviously Kelly have had a bad start, obviously they'll be a bit disappointed not taking it in for the game, especially playing well with 10, minutes for over eight, uh, 10 men for over 80 minutes, so they just need to regroup again, get their heads down in training, I think they've got a, what is it, they're playing, got a massive game at home with St Johnson next week, so it's just all about regrouping uh, target three points next week, because so I think Kelly and St Johnson will be around about each other on the table, so they need to win their home games against them. We'll move into model now. Dundee United now, obviously,
0: Charlie. The news during the week that Jack Ross possession kind of really became untenable when he's obviously been dismissed as the United manager. Were you surprised? And secondly, have you been surprised with the fact that they've went unbeaten on next two games?
2: No, no. It's very difficult to survive a heavy defeat. Sometimes your games before it take into the factor as well. But what staggered me or what made me sit up was the statement from Dundee United that they obviously took time to to gather thoughts before they made a decision on Jack Ross. That tells me that they've went into the players and asked, what about this? What about that? Because the big thing for the Celtic game was why was two experienced players on the bench? And then the midweek, the two experienced players come in and they won the game. Mm-hmm. And then the two experiences are there. Two experienced players are there again. And apparently uh, it could have went either way. Um, obviously, Mother will miss the penalty, but it could have went either way. Dundee United could have probably been done it. So what they needed is just steady the ship, but it's, it was a kind of weird statement that came out of Dundee and with regards to the sacking of Jack Ross, of that we took time to 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 rethink and and, and then all of a sudden the next thing it's basically saying, I get the impression that the players weren't happy, there was a wee bit of unrest in the dressing room and, and Jack Ross is is went. And then the, it's the old cliche, isn't it? Ken, that, there's no new manager in, but it's the new manager bounced. Oh, I'm playing for my, I'm playing for my place here now, mm. and it's always, I don't know what. Interesting to get your, your play, used playing side of things is, if the manager gets sacked, should his whole team just go, or it's always, oh well, we'll just leave the assistant, the new to to steady the ship, but surely the assistant must be part of the package that. The, the team and that's not doing too well
1: anyway in the first place. I do agree in certain circumstances, Charlie, but with that one, obviously Liam Fox was already there uh, at the club. So that was a, that's maybe a different scenario, but I do agree with you. I don't, you see that more often nowadays where the manager's got the sack and the assistant takes over. It's a strange one to me, but uh, in terms of taking their time, I just think it's Jack was only seven games into Two year deal, so it's maybe come down to me, but I we be sacking now because we're going to have to give him a big payoff here, or do we give him maybe another couple of games to try and eh, turn it round? But as you say, a 9 0 victory, eh, a 9 0 drubbing at home, I don't think you can, eh, you can see that. From. I think Jack will be told his hands up with that as well. Do you think, obviously, you know him,
0: Ryan, like you, you'll know all of him, and obviously that, but do you think Jack Ross's thing is like? He's obviously done a, like, a brilliant job at Saint Marin, but that's kind of debate I had last week. Like he's went to Hibs, he's went to Sunderland, he's went to the United, kind of three clubs with big fan bases and kind of high pressure. Do you think that's been the issue with Jack Ross or like? Because that's just to me. Like you go to Saint Marin, there's not a lot of demands. Like he's not, he's played. He's kind of playing career kind was of, obviously Dundee and Harmon and things like that. He never really had that kind of big club. Kind a situation he was in, Jake. That
1: was that's maybe been his issue the past few jobs he's been in. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think at Sunderland he was a wee bit unlucky. I think they had done all right at Sunderland, but they're a massive, massive club the expectation if he was to get them back up the leagues. But I felt he was unlucky. He was obviously uh, the supporters down there were slaughtered for being too defensive. Maybe when they were one-up at home and he was maybe taking off a striker and try to see it out and then losing a the last-minute goal, whatever and, draw and, and dropping points. Uh, that cost him his job down there and he's come back up Road at Hibs. I felt as if he was doing an all right job there. Again, uh, I think he would a few games in hand where if, if he won name he was going to push right up to the league, maybe fourth or fifth. Yeah, again, but uh, Hibs have got high expectations and all the three managers like nothing. So, again, I felt as if Dundee it was maybe the right job for him because Tam Course had done a good job got him out of Europe. Maybe he was going to kick on with a little but It just shows you the highs and lows Heisman has been a manager they said down at home they get a 1-0 victory the full club's buzzing and then three or four games later you've conceded 23 goals and it's cost you your job so that's just the, the, the fickleness of being a, a manager you know what I mean one minute you're the Messiah next minute you're picking up your P45 it's just yeah. it's, it's obviously Jack was one of my, my mates I'd have him at you know so you never want to see anybody lose their job but I think he would be first to admit he would be lucky to keep your job after getting beat 9-0, especially at home.
0: Charlie, in the other way of obviously looking at this game, Motherwell, I think Kevin Van Veen did every, everything in a, in a game-bought score. He missed a penalty, obviously, but there's been a difference in Motherwell since Stevie Hamill There's in. There's been more of a kind of ability, I think, to kind of play forward football. I think they've just, the only thing missing yesterday was a goal.
2: Exactly. Exactly. 66% possession 21 shots and five of them on target. Mm-hmm. For there. And Stevie Hamill's been running the club, and, and we've just spoken about that. He's run the club, he knows what he wants to play. And when you see your team playing in an, in an exciting, acceptable manner, you can get away with the results. Kind of be saying to yourself, Oh, nothing each, the Ken, we didn't do United. Can we just, as long as it doesn't carry on and carry on? And Van Veen's been doing all right, he's been taking chances, but. As say, he could only do, he could do everything else but score yesterday. So I think Stevie Hamill has got Motherwell um, back together. I think got, he's got them back together as a group. There seems to be a wee bit of harmony in the dressing room and they're all going to pull in the right direction for him. And being sometimes as well, that he's came through the ranks at Motherwell, Stevie. He knows what it's like. He knows he'll probably know the budget. He'll obviously know... Uh, the chairman very well has gone through for that side of things, so that's the re- relationship that I think that uh, I think Mother will pick up and and go on a run and do things like that. Come back to Jack Ross. Jack's a very confident guy, and he's very confident in his ability, and he's and he seems to come across as a, a a plausible footballing guy who knows a lot. And the last times he's lost jobs, I think it's because I'm maybe off the park. Is it a case of and, and, and is it my way or the highway type of thing? This is the way I'm gonna play, guys. This is what I believe in, and this is and if you don't like it, and is maybe that the reason why you left the two experienced players on the bench? I don't know.
0: It's an interesting one, and obviously we'll we'll see what happens with the United <laughs> kind of manager hunt if they go for a kind of experienced guy or maybe as Liam Fox a candidate. I don't know, but we'll move into Livingston won Hearts now. Montana with the goal. Ryan, two sides that were desperate for a a pick up after getting out of the league cup during the week. Livingston were excellent, absolutely deserving of the victory. Tremendous performance and a much needed three points and a, a big performance
1: was 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 given back given on the day. Yeah, obviously the disappointment of getting beat off Dundee and uh, during the week after they also obviously getting beat nine know would have been disappointing, but the bounce back against Hearts, I know. I've got a few injuries. Hal kept is out. Uh, they made a few changes, obviously, with Europe came up during the week. resting chantlin uh, players like that. So, uh, but Livingston were tremendous. Martin Dale, he just goes under the radar. He just keeps plucking players from nowhere. You don't, you've never heard of them. They just come in. The jail is a team. They work hard. You've got uh, Nicky Devlin there, who's a the captain. I played with Nicky. Yeah. just up and down the right-hand side. Obviously, the, the boy Montana's come in and scored. I think he he played a month in one for them. Mm-hmm. So, but, Obviously, the big boy new blue up front. I think he was on loan to bro last year. He's come back. He's been absolutely great. tremendous. Uh, so, it's, it's always a hard place to go. You know, you know like say. Scott Celtic find it hard to go there yeah. because of the surface. So, teams going there will find it hard. And Martin Dale kind of just you knows so how he's set up. where it's two banks are four with two up top. And then he just plays. He's got, I can't remember the wee boy in the middle of the park. He just kind of rats about into people's faces. And he's very tied on the ball as well. Again, you've never heard him, but they just come in and they just kick on and they always seem to do well. Like, uh, going back to budgets, Habs. Your London United itself have massive budgets compared to Livingston, so you've so got to take your hat off to the boy, Martindale, who keeps churning out results uh, season in, season in. Charlie Hart's
0: have obviously got a, a squad capable of kind of doing well in Europe. I I think they've got a they've got easily the third best squad in the country, but when you're ravaged by injuries, it's really difficult to get that. As we talked about earlier, cohesion it's really difficult to, to go to places like Livingston where it's going to be a dogfight and really kind of push for a result. And I think that's, that's what happened. I just think Livingston were far better on the day and Hearts are just struggling now because of how many players are without.
2: Yeah, changes. Yeah, changes. And then sometimes strength and depth with regards to that side of things. So he's, he's Halliday, I think Halliday's more or less played every position for Hearts mm-hmm. except for centre forward. So he's playing a, a sitting two um with regards to there, you're moving Nielsen and Kingsley into centre halves um, for that. Um, Mackay Stevens, Mackay, and then Humphreys up front, um, yeah, going try and do something for us today against I, I think as well. I think Livingston will overachieve this season again. I think they're well disciplined, they're well no, no discipline as in yellow cards and red cards, <laughs> sometimes they pick up, but they're well drilled, they know what they're doing. Everybody knows their job, and even when they go down to ten men, and, and everybody still knows what they're going to do. And it's what you said as well, Ryan. Uh, the, the recruitment there—that they're, they're picking these players who are there and they're working and running their heart off. And Holt and Pittman in the middle of the park—is it the, is it the wee boy, Imondega, Imondega or whatever? Yeah. He brought him in. He looks as if he could run all day. You know what I mean, and that and a good end product at the end of it and you're right, Noobly, he'll, he'll be, he'll be far away if he, if he wanted the third or fourth top goal scorers this season and um, the chances that he's going to create because apparently Livingston, chance after chance after chance and the, the, the only team won um, from up-team chances.
1: Well, Gordon's cape Tarts in the game a few good saves.
2: As well, yeah, yeah. Definitely. We'll
0: move on to the next game. Ross County won, Aberdeen won, two late goals, two teams that I think cancelled each other out, Ryan, probably a fair result in the end because I don't think there was a lot of, you know, I don't think this was a quality game of football.
1: Yeah, just be going to be seeing the highlights, I probably agree with that, uh, but if I was Jim Goodwin going up there and taking the lead late on and then you're conceding the 96th minute, that would be four in the spin for Aberdeen going into the game at Pertorja against uh, Rangers next week, you'd be got it, absolutely got it, but County would be delighted to get away with that with a point, uh, obviously conceding late on. So, but uh, I it's, it's always a hard place to go. I used to hate going up well and playing, but with the travelling taking into account, and all things like that. So, uh, I did, didn't want like a lot of crack at it to be fair, Charlie. Aberdeen
0: obviously last week we, we spoke about how dominant they were after after Livingston lost their man. It wasn't the same Aberdeen this week,
2: not at all, not at all. and it just shows you sometimes, isn't it? When you think you get, you get a run, scored five, Livingston against obviously doing ten and you go to Ross County, who you probably say is their nearest, nearest team, and you're thinking the momentum because Aberdeen were, were on a wee run, and for that, and you're saying to yourself, right, okay, Ross County have done well in the last couple of games against uh, the old firm, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you're thinking, right, we are going to maybe win this game two, three, nothing, um, but. No, it, it, I was listening to Willie Miller's commentary and the way he backed down for for the game I was at. He said it was absolutely The game never came alive until the last five minutes, but he couldn't understand where the five minutes of injury time came from. <laughs> but when he was doing it, he says, "Thank God we had the five minutes of injury time because that's that's when everything just lighting up." And the Aberdeen goal was a was an absolute wonder strike. Yeah, it was a really good game for there, but yeah, they will be. Aberdeen will be thinking that as points dropped uh, and Ross County will be thinking to yourself, points dropped as well, Ken, because we should be, we're competing mid, last midweek. They competed with Celtic for quite a long period of time and then just yeah. ran out of steam uh, and lost a couple of goals, even though it was 4-1. But but um, Ross County, David, I kind of fancied their chances as well Are trying to get something off it. So sometimes as well, when two teams are so evenly matched, Everything just cancels everybody out and it becomes a dull, dread, boring game. And I would say points drop for both of the teams.
1: I think Ross County, they've only won one and seven, so a big point for them. Maybe to kick on, give them a bit of momentum and uh, obviously for next week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the final game of the weekend in the Premiership was St Johnson 3, St Mirren Now I've got to be honest, Charlie, I did not see this result yeah. coming. St Mirren won the last three... Looked, looked like they'd kind of stepped up a gear Like a like, kind of main was coming into form St Johnson's There was some They they've found something Nicky Clark obviously scored the first goal Came in for the United during the week
2: That's a good bit of business Really
0: good I like I business. like being
2: Nicky Clark yeah. I liked him Dean uh,
0: Carey as well
2: Yeah Yeah, come on You probably You wouldn't have been surprised If that result had went the other way I know oh, some man, One in three, nothing yeah. But hey Hats off Well done to, uh, Mr Davison uh, Getting them all Callum Getting them all drilled Getting them That wee bit of time Board have backed them We bring in a couple of players Okay all beating be in loan Type of thing But Everything just Gelled for them It's one of the days Where you think to yourself Right Absolutely fine And for there 45% Possession Nine shots Four in target And a penalty Bingo Job done Let's get together Let's regroup St man. We bit downhearted, um. Probably think they could have been up there, got a result, but they all cliche as well, isn't it? Don't get too high when you win. Don't get too low when
1: you get beat.
0: Charles, uh, Ryan, did you see that result coming in Saturday when you were
1: putting equipment? If uh, no, obviously that was St. John's first one in three, and St. Muller obviously won the last three. But see you look at St. Murlough, uh, St. John's team. Obviously, that's a big sign getting Nicky Clark a three-year deal. I think that's my what they're missing. He's not just a goal scorer, but he can link up and bring others into play. And then you've got the boy, Dre Wright, used to be at Hibs. Yeah. So they've signed the boy in loan for Aberdeen McLaren And then, obviously, a young boy, Montgomery, who set up the second goal, getting up and down the left-hand side and playing it back for Dre Wright and a good finish. So I think St Johnson with that team, will kick on, I think. Obviously, a, a bad uh, 12 months uh, after, obviously, winning the double. So, I think, looking at that team, I think they'll kick on again. St Myrne, again, yeah, maybe a team you look at, they always maybe scrape a 1-0 uh, victory, but they've kind of kicked on the last couple of games and done well. So, uh, I was a surprise, but looking at the team St. John's has got, I'm going to time keep up the league a wee bit.
0: A busy weekend in the Premiership. Obviously, we'll move the, the other three leagues we'll talk about the in the SPFL. Championship, I'll just run through the results. A Broath 0, Partick Thistle 2, Cove 2, Hamilton 2, Dundee 3, Queen's Park nil. Morton 1, Air 2, Wraith 0, Inverness 2. I am going to start by talking about Air United again. Another magnificent result as they go top of the league again. It's nicely poised next week against Partick Thistle. Ryan, your old club here. how
1: happy are you being that they've started so well? I definitely... I was only down there for a year, but it's a it's, it's a good club and the fan base expect a lot. Even though when I was down there were part-time, they still expected to be up at the top end of the table all the time. And obviously, my time down there wasn't wasn't good, so I put my hands up to that, but uh, yeah, it's a good club and I'm delighted, obviously, Lee Bullens went in there, uh, he came to focus when I left, so, yeah. I think he's come in there, and I think he's got a wee bit of batting, because again, he's signing players from down south, you know what I mean, and they're coming up, the big boy up top, he looks if he's a, I've, seen, I've only seen him two games, but he looks a handful, uh, his turn and finish last week was tremendous, uh, so then I think, he's, did he score yesterday again? Yes, he did, yeah. I scored <laughs> he's obviously banging the goals in, and, I've uh, up for a, a good game next week against one of my own other teams. Who are you supporting? Just out of curiosity. More leagues, man. I've probably got about 10 clubs you could talk
0: about. Charlie, have you been impressed with it and how they've kind of how they've done over the summer and obviously the, the start. Six games unbeaten, new setup. I know there's a lot of kind of excitement going on down there about what they're planning to do. It just looks like a kind of good, a feel-good factor around about the club, which has been missing for a good few years.
2: There really is, yeah. There really is. Um, with regards to the old owner, um, mm-hmm. uh, Lachlan, yeah. Lachlan has probably came to the end of his his, his time or whatever. Uh, and I know a couple of guys on the board very well. I know there's a lot of buzz. There's a, there's plans in place to really develop the football ground, uh, and also as well with as Ryan has said, Lee Bullen, he, he's he's a very clever manager, he's a very clever thoughtful and I was lucky enough to go and watch in a pre-season friendly up at Inverclyde and really get in close uh, and listened and etc, etc, so yeah, uh, everybody's supporting everybody down so there, so is a real good togetherness uh, and as long as the results are happening on the park, the punters are, are happy and they're starting to, to, to get behind the club and, and invest and put a wee bit of money into the to the 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 function suite etc it's there as well so
1: um yeah uh, and long may it continue and um, for there.
0: Ryan any other results to the championship catcher eye over the weekend <sighs> uh,
1: the obviously that was a big one all coming back. They, they get beat during the week that as well. So that was a good victory for them. But it's going to be a tight league I think obviously looking at the table there there. They've won four through two and still unbeaten party. That's a big game next week. Dundee have picked up that was a good victory as well, because they were looking through they were drawing, they were running and things like that. So I think they'll kick on now. Queen's uh, Park under Coyle. they I wouldn't say they've surprised anybody because obviously the budget and knows they've got, they'll be up there expected to try and go for that league as well. So it's going to be a, a good league, obviously, dick up at a growth. It's kind of obviously went full circle when they were flying. No. Kind of yeah, there have... was an
2: interesting movement
1: up there. Aye, a few players have left. I know. Aye, I Jason.
2: Know. Jason. Oh, the left backs went to Keltie Hearts.
1: Keltie Hearts. James aye. James Cregan goes well. I think. Aye, he, he went a low. Yeah. Bit now. Aye. Sure. There, no. Aye, so I don't know what's happened up there, but uh, no one Dick He'll 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 get them. Uh, again and get them up that league.
0: Yeah, definitely. League One: Airdrie nil, FC Edinburgh six. Clyde two, Alloa four, Kelty two, Falkirk nil, Peterhead nil, Montrose two, and Queen of the South nil. Then two. Charlie, there's only one place to start. Airdrie nil, <laughs> Edinburgh six. Um, two good sides. Here they've started really well. I've been really impressed with the way they've they've started. Obviously, a young management team, but I never saw that coming. I never saw Edinburgh scoring six. I've,
2: Airdrie went down to ten men early. That Airdrie went down to ten men away. early, and it just shows you the difference. There no. was the same thing happened with Comanac at Hibs, so we steadied the ship a wee bit. But Airdrie, uh, I don't both the, the the whole things just collapsed. Or credit to to FC Edinburgh, as they're now known as, they just went on and and steamboat it. But it was only one nothing at half time. I do believe. Yeah, boy, so I the see, second it. half, they've really. I don't know a, a win factor or something like that but they really went to town and, and that's a that is a statement of result particularly with both of them so high in the league Ryan what
0: about your old club Falkert obviously Celtic getting their first win against them on Saturday what's your kind of thoughts on the Joy McGlengan in there
1: I think it's a fantastic appointment again Falkert's obviously obviously everybody knows I'm a Celtic fan but Falkert's that's why my clubs that's my second club it's the club I came through so i still got to see the games and take a lot of games in it. the club has been free for the last four or five years, talking about going part-time, so yeah. uh, it's a massive club with a massive fan base who expect to be up at least challenging the championship, so to be down in League One, I think it's, this is a fourth season, it's just unacceptable and I think John McGlynn's the ideal manager to try and get the club back on track because he's he's been about for years, he knows how to do it. he knows how to build a squad for later types of leagues, so... But again, they won last week and you're saying, oh, they're going to go on maybe uh, a winning run and then they get beat uh, on Saturday against a Celtic team who under Pottsy hasn't started that well. So again, you're having one good result and then you're getting beat again and you're drawn. A team like Falkett in that league should be one in three, four, five games in a row and trying to go that league. Basically what like Dunfermline are doing under uh, James McPake there. Yeah. Just uh-huh. and, uh, they're going to places like of South. I uh, think uh, Willie's having a wee bit of a hard time down there, but hopefully he comes out that uh, he can do that as well. But uh, jam up at the frame. And that's a club and that league with high expectations should be building a squad to get up the league. So going back to Folker, I think it will work out, but you've got to give him time, you just kind of keep sacking managers because mm-hmm. you're not getting the results. You've got to give, give him a couple of years of the time, uh, put the foundations into the club because Folker should be up, in my opinion, challenging to go up into the Premier League.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's another club as well that I've been really impressed with so far Montrose 2-0, uh, 2-0-1 over Peterhead Peterhead are really struggling I think I think there's a lot of issues there but Montrose have started really well I think Stuart Petrie, Charlie has been one of the most underrated yeah. managers in SPFL over the past few years
2: Yeah, very, very consistent in the last couple of seasons then finished high up the league and stuff like that and, and I always believe that a manager has a club yeah. and, and I think that's where Stuart's Montrose uh, just stay there, happy. He's got his squad together, he knows the area. He's, he's obviously got contacts he's to try and bring players up in and and, and and do well. And and uh, supporters will come out and support a winning team. And if they're sitting up in the playoffs, and, and okay, they might not go up the league, but they're in the playoffs, they've got an ideal. That's probably a realistic place for Montrose to be. As, as top of League 1 trying to get playoffs into the championship uh, yeah, for that
0: absolutely. and everybody's
2: happy yeah
0: definitely we'll move into League 2 in 2 4 for 1 East 5 nil. Dumbarton 1 Elgin 2 Bonnie Rigg Rose nil. Sten- Stenhouse-Muir 3 Stranrard 1 and Stirling 1 Albion 1 Ryan Euro Club Dumbarton 8 points clear now in League 2 after 6 games off the flyer absolute really good start for Stevie Farrell's side
1: uh, probably, I'm absolutely buzzing for everyone at the club. That was one of my most enjoyable times as a professional footballer down there. Eh, won the league, so obviously the disappointment he got relegated last season and then obviously they've stuck with him. It could have been easy just to sack eh, Stevie Farrell just went with new management team, but they've stuck by him, which is fair play to them, and he's, he's repaid them. So hopefully, I've got about three teams in this league that i played with, so hopefully one of them wins the league, but I'd like to embark to, to kick on <laughs> They uh, start. to the, uh, continue the good form of the show, and obviously got a few pals at the club and all. So hopefully they kick on again.
0: As you say though, like there's a lot of mix of experience and youth in there. You've got the likes of Ali Love and obviously Greg Wilds there, and John Gemmel, obviously the friend of the yeah. show that's that's obviously there. And you've got this wee mix of like family, Gray coming in, Aaron mm-hmm. Linus. There's a really, it's a really good kind of. Stevie's done really well in terms of kind of getting a good mix together.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think when you look through the team, obviously you've got two big center centre half that are commanding. Yeah. But then you've brought John Gamble back in, even just for his experience. and all, he'll guide the young boys through because he's been there and done it for yeah. the years. He's the same age as me, come up for 37. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign for them, bringing him in just because it might be no start every game, but he'll come on and see it out. If they're maybe up at his five at Bayview, it's a hard place to go. They're one they'll bring him on, show his experience, hold the ball up. I think big Gamble's been playing centre-half at times the last mm-hmm. couple of years. but he's been back up I think he'll show his experience in guiding the young boys through but seeing you look through every league for the Championship down it's going to be brilliant I think there's teams that's have kicked on really well and uh, as you say players are coming down now for the Premier League and working their way down even people are going for the Championship League 1 down to the lower League now so even right down to that it's brilliant even down to the West as well so it's a lot of a lot of good clubs and players kicking about in the lower end uh, Scottish football these days
0: yeah, absolutely. Charlie, what result caught your eye in League Two over the weekend?
2: Elgin City beating Bonnie Rig Rose. Yeah. Elgin City, before that game, were bottom in the league. Yeah. And Bonnie Rig were second top. And for Elgin to go and win 2 0 is a, a, a fantastic result um, for there. Uh, Stirling Albion were up 1 0 against Albion Rovers, Celtic, bad back pass, let them back in. Uh, done it a bit like the mud, old game. Done everything, but couldn't have put the ball in the back of the net. With regards to there, but uh, the result, yeah, uh, Elgin. But one of the things I think it will be consistent as well as as Annan. I, I think Annan will just they'll just plod along. They'll pick the three points up. They'll pick a point up. They'll pick three. They'll pick a point. They'll pick a three. And done, they were unlucky against Aberdeen last midweek. They kind of took them into extra time and had a couple of chances. So as as Ryan says. Looking through everything, it's all good. It's all tight, and I think what we was saying as well, COVID was a massive part of that. Mm-hmm. Players were realising full time, I'm maybe no get a chance here. I'm going to get a, a, a decent job, and I'm going to play part time. So that if this happens again, I've still got my job to to, well, to keep you, me going. Look at people with families and that, and
1: also yeah, a team. And maybe league one and get three, 400 pounds a week and then get yourself a job. If you're going to get released in the contract, at least you've got a job to hold back on. So that's massive. I've done that earlier on, my career, I went part-time for uh, security as well. as well. Uh, and then went down the leagues and I enjoyed myself probably more down the leagues. Uh, a lot body.
2: less pressure on you, Ryan, to go and enjoy your football.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you, were, you were working uh, Monday to Friday, uh, 5 o'clock, half 5, and then going to get your stuff and straight to training. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my are obviously I'm back in at Erdry under 18s, me and bar Barr. So we look to get back up the leagues as well. And also, get back to Erdry. I spoke to a few boys about the game yesterday. Obviously, speak to Reese and that and all. They went two at the back the full second half. So they just went for it. So that's testament to Reese to just try and go. no matter, I think they were 2 0 down at half time. I think they still it right on half time. So I think he's just come out to me like, we'll just go for it. Young yeah, managers. Yeah. Get it, so. I admire that though.
0: I think, like, you post, I know, obviously, exactly. a 6 a now defeat. Isn't he great? But yeah, at least you're, you're going for it. You know, I mean,
1: I think they were unbeaten twenty eight games. Yeah, I mean, so a phenomenal start. Back. I think they've set up. They've all got a master squad up at Erdry, mm-hmm. He's beaten in Arsenal, so I sat and watched the training. And the way he's got them playing, I think the Edgburn will there, definitely fight for that league.
0: We have a busy week ahead, and in, in terms of European football, this is this is great. This is absolutely great. This is what we've been missing for years. Both Celtic and Rangers in Champions League action, and Hearts are in Conference League action. Ryan, we'll start with you. Tuesday night, Celtic welcome the European champions, Real Madrid. It's going to be a different test for Celtic. It's obviously going to be tough. It's going to be unbelievable for the fans again, getting Champions League football back at Celtic Park. A big team's coming to town. What do you think of the? What's your thoughts? Is it just a try and avoid a heavy defeat, or do you go for it and see what happens?
1: What? For me it's a free hit. I think he's just the way Celtic's playing this season, especially after coming off an old firm victory, I think you just need to I don't think I just come out and said that previously it won't change he'll alter slightly, but he won't change his approach to the game. So I think Celtic will come out with the, the right mindset and eh, obviously very just you can't get any bigger in the world than name, no, obviously he's been champions.
0: Some
1: eh, but I think it's a free hit for Celtic, especially seeing can go and get a draw and then the next two games Shaq turned Leipzig away. So I think if you're going to get a draw and then obviously play the two away you're going to maybe because they are going to play they don't play in their own country so it's, that's a big best for Celtic as well but I think keep it tight for the first 15-20 minutes don't get them away into the game and then just start playing your own game if we can score first just play the way we always play get the ball down get it up eh, hopefully Jordan, I think I'll, obviously a bad will keep his position after his performance and eh, yesterday so I think I am absolutely buzzing for it as you say you can't beat the two Scottish clubs back in the Champions League I can't remember I don't know how long it's been since the last time we two 2007 them in. that's a long time away so I club besides these Rangers and Celtic they should be in it more often but obviously off-field troubles have kind of caused that but I'm absolutely buzzing I think it was two good draws for Celtic and Rangers more so for Celtic I think but I think a good start I think the two of them are in my right good chance of qualifying if not definitely I'll get third place for Europa League anyway
0: to so give us a score prediction I'm going to go for one each. One each. Charlie, which, your thoughts on Celtic hosting Real Madrid?
2: I think it'll be a fantastic atmosphere for football because, as you're right, I don't think Angel change anything and I think it'll be a great game to watch And that. And as Ryan says, it's a free hit. Mm-hmm. Before, before the game kicks off, you'll take any result because you're expecting Real Madrid to beat Celtic. Yeah. Celtic's confidence will be high. Celtic will not be judged in the Champions League with the matches against Real Madrid, home and away. Yeah. Celtic will be concentrating on Shakhtar and RB Leipzig. And that will dictate, if they can finish second, fantastic. But realistically, they're probably looking for third and into the Europa League yeah. um, for that side. Second will probably be... Leipzig, I think probably the, the, but they've not started well in, in no, general with regards to that but um, I think it'll be a fantastic game in, at Celtic Park the, the atmosphere, the Champions League music, I don't care who you are what you're listening to that music gets you right up for it and, and away you go and I think, that, I think the game will, will, will be really really close and if Celtic score first, then woof it, it could be it could be a great game and I don't think if Celtics go first I don't think they'll sit back and defend whatever the case may be so it could potentially be something like two each it really could be as open as that because Real Madrid will just try and do something to get something from the game they'll, they'll say right we'll take a point or we'll take the three and for that side as long as they they'll be saying as long as we don't get beat that's it and, and of course with, with the players that Real Madrid have got they're probably capable if they do go go behind is getting a goal back but It'll be a fantastic prediction. I'm just going to put my hat out there. Two each, I think. Each. I think it'll be a fantastic game of football. Yeah, I think and, it really. I think it really could as
0: well.
1: I think, I think-, I think the, the fixtures have been kind to of Celtic, because in my opinion, you got the three hat in the first game, and you've got the, obviously two. The last in, one. Yeah. then if maybe you had Real Madrid third and fourth for the back to back, and if you had a bad result against one of the other two teams, you're playing them back to back, and you're probably. Out the, the equation after three games. So I think given the three just go from the first game and then another two games take care of itself going maybe trying to get four points. And then obviously in the last three games you've got a chance to get maybe scraping second place.
0: But as Charlie points out, I mean Real Madrid I think will easily behind win the group convincingly, but Shakhtar I don't know if they're I don't know if they're gonna be capable
2: of playing away for game as well Aye. every 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 game there is an is an away game and yeah. how many supports how are how banned? focused
0: are With the situation going on over there how focused are you on that yeah like the second,
2: they're second in the league shakta mm-hmm. they've played three one two drawn one and they've only scored three goals there you go two goals they've only scored two goals in their games and like Leipzig... their the games one each Mm-hmm. And they drew their game nothing each And Leipzig so, lost 4-0 at home yesterday to, uh,
0: Away from home to Frankfurt i have just like, oh, they're sitting 11 for now So, so yeah. I think Celtic will have fancied themselves massively to get out of this group mm-hmm. And we'll touch on Rangers next They go to the Dutch champions Ajax I pointed out earlier I fancy Rangers to get a result here More than I fancy them to get a result Ryan, can they go over to
1: Holland And get a result? I don't see why not going with the last two years in Europe because I, I think everybody always writes Rangers off away from home and always turn up. and Especially, obviously, the last round, uh, getting into the Champions League. I had PSV all over Rangers and obviously mm-hmm. they wouldn't have got a result and got into the Champions League. So, obviously, from my point of view, I don't want to see Rangers doing well, but it's good for Scottish football, uh efficiency and all that kind of part. Uh, but I think... <laughs> Again, I've gone back to what I'm saying. It's like, it's good for Scottish football, but I think Celtic's got a better draw than Rangers. I think if Rangers carry their form into the European hangers, uh, fixtures, they might have uh, bothered. Ajax, obviously, have set their best player to Man U, scored the day. Uh, Martinez, I think they've brought in a whole 40 million. I don't know if they've reinvested it back in. Uh, bought the score-
0: best. They bought the
1: second best centre-half in the world, Calvin Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> I can read his first game. Uh, but again I think I don't see why not Rangers can go When I'm trying Again start with a good Maybe get a drawing Get the their group campaign Off to a, a good start But uh, We'll just need to wait and see But it's, as you say it, It's going to be a great week Of football
0: Yeah it really is
1: Charlie do you fancy Rangers to go to Holland And get something I
2: think they'll get a point Yeah so I think they'll, I think they'll I think go there they'll And they'll get go. a point um, With regards to there I think Rangers are probably Maybe in a different scenario I think Rangers Will be looking Celtic are looking for second, definitely third, if that's the way to go from that point. Rangers are looking for possibly third, definitely fourth. They need to get into the Europa League from that group with regards to that side. And if they get their, their, their campaign off with a point away from home, and and I think Van Bronckhurst will know Ajax very well. He'll, he'll have done his homework, just the same as he done with, with Eindhoven. And I think he'll set up his European style of play, fan season, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think they'll get a draw, and I think it'll be a one each draw. They'll get a one each draw over there, and that'll get the point off and ready to, to I'm start. Going him. To,
0: I'm going to say to Giovanni Van Bronkost. if you start Glenn Camara and Central attacking midfield, I'm not watching. But <laughs> I actually <laughs> are a good side. I actually, we know what I actually can do. They're a lot different. I think they're They're doing really well in the league, but they'll take time to rebuild. They've, as as you said, they've sold Antony, they've sold Martinez, Bassi's command. There's a lot of changes going on. I think it'll be good for... I think it'll be a nice, nice back for Bassi to obviously play against Rangers in his first kind of Champions League. A nice wee... You'll go and clatter
2: up. someday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who did I know
2: like in the dressing room?
0: <laughs> but Hearts obviously have Europa Conference League action as well. They host... Turkish side, Istanbul, Baskashia. Charlie, that was great pronunciation there. Oh, Wonderful, you've that? got it
2: rattled oh. off.
0: Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Charlie, do you fancy hearts to get anything from that game? It's a tough opposition. Good side. Oh,
2: massive, massive. I went to, to referee in Turkey, man. An unbelievable atmosphere. And they lock the supporters in an hour and a half before the kickoff. off unbelievable. That doesn't does happen in Glasgow. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. They get everybody There's in. And the, the atmosphere and the firecrackers and the hooligans, whatever you want to cry them. Um, some atmosphere, but also they're volatile as well. So uh, there'll be a lot of play acting. There'll be a lot of game management side of things in for there. Hearts need to keep their head. And they need to just keep playing football. Don't get caught up in it because see, once you get roped into that, you, you, the mind goes sometimes, and you're more interested in kicking and shoving than and actually it, playing it football.
0: Happened in, it happened in the Hearts would be playing Europa League football if it wasn't for that. The
2: last time, in my hundred percent. So, yeah. So, but I yeah. have so, game. I hope Hearts. I thought they would do it against Zurich. I hope they do it this time. I hope they, they get through and 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 get into to. European football and, and, and steady the ship as well, can sometimes as well. there's still heart supporters that are no big fans' fav- favourites are, are Robbie Nielsen. They're still can he should never been there. So so maybe Robbie just needs to get them through the group and and and, and just show them um for there. Ryan do you fancy hearts
0: on Thursday? I do not know.
2: Uh, hopefully they go out
1: and get a result, but I think she's... Again, it's just a free hit. Just go over there and play your own game. I don't get people just going out to maybe try and defend. Just go and have a go people. It's just a one-off game. So just go and try and get your first points on the board, obviously, in the group stages and that and all. So hopefully they go over there and do well. But I think they'll wonder, of course.
0: I think they'll get a draw. I think it'll be a tough game. I, I, I stand Bill here. I think with Turkish teams as well, we know they're going to be very, very hard to, hard to beat. So... I think I, I was in Trabzon Sport. Trabzon yeah.
2: Sport, it was. Oh my god! Oh, and a boy fucking leg. I was feared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as we say, what as we say, it's going to be a really good week for for Scottish football. You've got three European games to look forward to. We're going to have an extra show going out on Friday morning, so we'll obviously keep we'll obviously review all the action over the week. But we are going to wrap up the show there. It's been an absolute pleasure to do the show, Ryan. Thank you very
1: much for coming on. Really enjoy that. Brilliant, yeah, right. lovely well, can you be talking about football, can you? Definitely, and Charlie, it's, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Realised Hearts are at home and, hey, are so, at home, sorry, like, I, are at home. So I've again. put them away. So obviously at that. that's a different kettle of fish. So hopefully just go out and I, I do fancy them. away, it's a different all game. But if they're at home, then I definitely try and get a result. But
0: right, thank you very much for coming on, right? It's been great. What? Brilliant, Charlie. Pleasure as always, and it's always good to have you on. And we don't have to have any referee controversies to discuss.
2: Okay, you know you know me. If I'll I'll uh, give an honest opinion whether they're right or wrong, but yeah, credit to the boys. It's been a good quiet weekend. North of the border, I don't think it's oh, been a no. good quiet weekend. No, south I, of the border, I
0: think Dermot Gallagher will be a very busy man on Monday. Thank yeah. you very much, everyone. It's June, Dan. It's Been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about the football. We'll be back Friday with an extra show, and Monday we'll be back with the flagship. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>